you have your Bibles, turn to Philippians chapter 1. For months now, I've been in a study going through the gospel according to John. Last week, I felt led to go in a different direction in talking about some of the things that have been going on in our world when I talked about uh, don't be troubled. Today, I felt also led to go in a different direction for something that was much closer to home. In the unexpected passing of Pastor Chris Capaldo on Wednesday. I didn't know what I was going to preach until Friday night as I was sleeping, and the Lord brought me here. And that's when he and I had discussions that I wish he would give me more warning, let me know sooner <laughs> so that I can prepare. I didn't argue for too long. I've learned how futile that is. Philippians chapter 1, my message this morning is simply, love motivated by memories. Philippians 1, I'll get there in a moment. Some things cannot be explained. They have to be experienced. Let's take music, for example. I could explain in a particular musical piece the various principles of sound frequency and how they work within the human ear. I could explain the various science of tone and how that interacts. I could explain the theories of different styles and different rhythms of music and how they work. I could explain the ideas related to how some instruments convey different things than other instruments do. I could explain all that. But until you actually listen to a recording, or perhaps I played for you something on my guitar, and let you let the music come into you and cover you and go inside you, only then would you then understand the music. Some things cannot be explained. They need to be experienced. Let's take taste for a moment. I could explain or try to explain the chemical composition that is true for homemade pasta sauce, a.k.a. gravy. I could explain the principles of putting it together and how it's constructed and all the things that go into the various ingredients and the various measurements, although from what I've been told, the way in which that is measured is a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Such precise measurements you've never seen before. I could try and explain the best ways to shop for the ingredients and the best places to go. But until you're sitting in a kitchen and you caught the aroma of that pot on the stove and then sat and tasted the real thing, only then would you come to understand truly the wonder that is homemade pasta sauce slash gravy. I was going to go in a different direction with taste, but I figured if in my Italian church I had to do pasta sauce. <laughs> How about different life skills, like tying your shoes? You could try and explain to a five-year-old child all the principles and the techniques and the specific instructions, 
of how that gets done. You could draw pictures for them or provide a video for them or send them to a YouTube uh, link. On the process of actually tying your shoes, you could try to help them by giving them specific ideas and instructions. Or you could do it with them, guiding their little fingers through the process as they learn how to tie their shoes and then give them a chance to do it while you stand there and watch. Only when they actually do it and experience it will they come to understand the life skill that so many take for granted. Some things cannot be explained. They have to be experienced. This morning, leaning on the examples I've given to this point, my major point today is going to be only those who have been truly loved can love. Only those who have been offered unending love can give unending love. Only those who have been offered love without conditions can provide love without conditions. Only those who have been offered the genuine thing of love, not what this world gives as a poor substitute, can give the genuine thing called love. And in each case, I need to add, not only only those who've been offered love, but then also those who have been offered love and have been able to embrace it and receive it, can give it to others. Sadly, we've all heard stories of children being abused, locked in closets or basements, or just sit and left to roam the streets alone growing up never having experienced or received anything that even remotely or truly resembles love. These children become, as they grow older and become adults, they become many things. They become angry. They become hostile. And more often than not, they become dangerous. The only way anyone learns love is by being loved. Philippians chapter 1, I'll begin reading in verse number 3. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I pray always with joy because of, the, of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about you since I have you in my heart and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how, long, how I long for all of you with the affection of, G of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and in and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. Where would we as Christians be without God's provision? Where would be as, as Christians, where would we be without God's protection? Where would we be as his people, as Christians, as believers in Jesus Christ, without God's peaceful presence? That's a wonderful list, and it's all true. But to top that list, where would we be without God's love? 
To truly experience this life-changing, mind-enhancing, heartwarming love of God, we need to understand how much he loves us. David put it one way. Psalm 63, the first three verses. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a day and in, in a dry and parched land where there is no water, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Verse 3. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. Your love is better than life. Paul had a very special relationship with the Philippian church. If you notice in many of the other letters that Paul wrote to other churches, he did express his fondness for them, but usually pretty quickly in the letter, he lets them know, I got some issues with you. Yet in this letter to the churches at Philippi, he makes it clear for a very long time just how special they are to him. They had a special place in his heart. He says in the beginning, I thank God every time I remember you. I thank God every time the thought or memory of you comes to mind. That is a special bond. Now that didn't mean that Paul was perfect. That didn't mean that the saints in, in that church in Philippi were perfect. It didn't mean that they didn't have their disagreements. How many know that our relationships with people that we hold close are real? They're very real. But this was such a bond between very real people, yet Paul could honestly say that thinking about them, thinking about this church, thinking about the relationships, made him thankful. Now, this was not Saul of Tarsus. This is a man who had met Jesus. This was a man who experienced love unlike anything the world had to offer. Because of the love he experienced, he was able to give a love that was beyond measure. He was able to love others freely. Only those who have been offered genuine love and been willing to embrace it fully can love. And this relationship worked both ways. Verse 7 says, it is right for me to feel this way about you since I have you in my heart whether I am in chains or defending or confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. They shared God's grace with him. God extends his grace towards you. Aren't you glad for the grace of God? Aren't you glad for God's grace extended to you when he sees you? He doesn't look at you through the eyes of a judge or the eyes as of an accuser, he looks at you through the loving eyes of grace. God extends his grace toward other people as well, even those other people who completely and totally, on a regular basis, annoy you. He extends his grace toward them, and his grace empowers you and I to be able to extend grace toward others. Anyone who knew and experienced Pastor Chris Capaldo knew that it was knew what it was to be genuinely loved by someone who had been changed by the love of God. Chris loved everyone. 
Pastor Chris gave his whole being to being a believer and a follower of Jesus. Pastor Chris sacrificed for his family, for this church, as its founding pastor, and for his friends. Pastor Chris faithfully shepherded this church for over 20 years. Pastor Chris modeled true servant leadership. This was a man who loved much, and that shows me this was a man who was loved much. He loved people. He loved seeing people come to Jesus. And he loved meatballs and sauce. I didn't always have all the experiences with him at a dinner table that many of you have. But what I've been told, if there was a pot in front of him with sauce and meatballs, the rest of you should find something else to eat. <laughs> we did go out to dinner with he and Sister Debbie often, so I did get to experience it that way. My relationship with him goes back almost 25 years. I just saw him last Saturday. I had come to the church because I had allowed another group to use it in the morning. So I was coming here to put up coffee. And he was here just about to leave because he had spent almost three, four hours here praying, which was his practice. Pastor Chris believed in the power of prayer. Pastor Chris was changed by the power of prayer. Pastor Chris rem remained coming here to pray after I became pastor, which was my joy. He would often say to me, thank you for allowing me to continue to come. And I would say, what kind of fool would I have to be to get in the way of that? Pastor Chris Capando left this life unexpectedly, as far as we're concerned. But he did not leave this life unprepared. In this life... Jesus Christ was his Lord and Savior. He had no fear of death. He had no questions about what would happen next. He had no doubts about his eternal destiny. Few men were ever as kind and giving as he was. I remember when he and I spoke just after the state overseer had called me to ask me to accept the role of pastor of this church. The state overseer had said to me, when Chris had called him to say he was going to retire from pastoring, that Pastor Chris's first comment after letting him know that was to let him know that if it was possible, he wanted me to follow him in this role. I met with him about a week later, and we talked, and then we prayed. And then, of course, as was customary, we went and got something to eat. He was my brother. He was my trusted friend. I knew that every day since the first Sunday of July in 2019, when I stepped into this role, that my brother was praying for me without ceasing. A truly special and gifted man of God. How can we honor such a man? How can we extend the legacy that he established Verses 9 through 11 of the passage we read from, first, from Philippians 1. And this is my prayer, 
that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight that you may be able to discern what is the best and may be pure and blameless before the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. Honoring him by letting our love for each other and for all people abound more and more. Because, church, we have been loved with the same love that shaped his life. We have been set free in the same ways he was set free. In preparing this message yesterday, and yesterday was a busy day for me. I, though it was busy, I took the time and set the hour aside. And I watched the YouTube video of his testimony. It was a blessing to see it. To see God move in such a powerful way in his life at a, such a young age. We can honor that legacy of any saint who's gone on because we have the promise, and I want us to really take this deep. We have the promise of a joyful reunion one day. I hope they're saving some of that pasta and meatballs in heaven that they're serving to Pastor Chris right now. We can love genuinely because we have been loved genuinely by Jesus and by Pastor Chris Capaldo. Many of you saw my tribute to him on social media, but I'm not connected with everybody here, so I wanted to read it. And I began the tribute because Pastor Chris did what I consider an honor. He began his time in eternity, which to me is a tremendous time of celebration. When he got to heaven, there was a celebration. The angels were singing. What a joyful time that was. And that began on Wednesday, October 25th, on my birthday. And I take that as a joy that he did it then. Not that it was in his control, but. So I began my tribute as I had gotten a lot of birthday wishes on my birthday. A big and heartfelt thank you to everyone who took the time to bless me yesterday on my birthday. The outpouring of love was overwhelming and deeply moving. I am truly grateful for each one of you. What I have learned in my now 62 years of life is that the unexpected can arise even on special days when so many plans have you going in a different direction. Yesterday, I reached the age of 62. Also, one of my dearest friends, a cherished brother in Christ and fellow minister of the gospel, unexpectedly reached the end of his earthly journey, Bishop Chris Capaldo Sr. I've known Chris for many years, and it was a humbling honor to follow him as pastor of the church he planted. I just saw him this past Saturday at the church, and he was, and was able to chat with him for a while and share where we each were in life. He was uniquely special and gifted. He was a uniquely special and gifted man, a powerful minister of the word, and as loving a friend as one can find. Gone too soon, so unexpectedly, 
but I am glad to know that he now walks the streets of glory with our Lord Jesus Christ. My thoughts and prayers are with his wife, Debbie, and his children, Christopher and Ashley. To say we never know when our time will come hits home on a day that celebrated another year of my life and the beginning of my dear friend's life in eternity. And this was my point, and I want it for us as well. Cherish every moment that you have here. Let go of the many things we give energy to that just don't matter. Hug those you love today because you never know. I will miss you, my dear brother, and will continue to do all I can to diligently and faithfully care for the church you started and gave so much of your heart to for over 20 years as its founding pastor, Bishop Chris Capaldo Sr., July 14th, 1964, to October 25th, 2023. It's in moments like these, it's in settings like these, that we truly then begin to understand and truly begin to try to grasp with how much energy we give to the nonsense that is life. How much energy, how much effort, how much emotion that we place on things that just don't matter, things that don't have any eternal value. Trust me, when you get to heaven and you see Jesus, he's not going to comment on whether or not every single leaf in your yard was picked up. It's not going to matter. Trust me, when you get to heaven and it's your time and you stand before the Lord, it's, he's not going to ask you about whether or not you ate five french fries or six french fries. We want to do the best we can with whatever we've been given. But when it comes to the things that really and truly matter, at the top of the list is are you as our pastor... Uh, as Pastor Chris was, are you ready? Are you prepared to meet the Lord Jesus Christ today? Is he your savior and is he your Lord? If not, you're not ready. And have no promise of a joyful reunion. Last night, my wife and I chatted with Sister Debbie uh, a phone call, it was a good call. And then she and I chatted this morning. In a moment, I'm going to play and we're going to sing together what she let me know was his favorite song. But she wanted me first to read it to you, which just shows how special not just Pastor Chris was, but she is. Because she wanted to offer this church comfort. In a moment when her heart is broken, she's thinking of all of us and trying to offer comfort and encouragement. So I will read the verses of Pastor Chris Capaldo's favorite uh, song, The Old Rugged Cross. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross with the dearest and best, for a world of lost sinners was slain. Verse 2, oh, that old rugged cross so despised by the world has a wondrous attraction for me. 
For the dear Lamb of God left his glory above to bear it on dark Calvary. To the old rugged cross I will ever be true. Its shame and reproach gladly bear. Then he'll call me someday to my home far away where his glory forever I'll share. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Then he'll call me someday to my home far away where his glory forever I'll share. On the 25th of October, 2023, Pastor Chris got to exchange his crown and get his crown. He got to hear those words we all long to hear one day. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. We hurt, we weep. That is natural. Anyone, as you mourn and grieve this life well lived, and this life well loved. Anyone who gets on your case or gives you a hassle about how long you grieve, how lo even if it's months or years from now, you have my permission to tell them to go jump in the ocean. Just make sure when you tell them to go jump in the ocean, you tell them to do it in Jesus' name. Because these are natural situations. They're real. But what we as Christians have, the hope that is ours, is that we get to balance what would otherwise be horrific and leaving us very empty with the reality that one day we're going to see Jesus and not too far behind seeing him, we're going to have a happy reunion with all those who have gone on ahead before us. We're going to see him again. It's not goodbye, it's see you later. And that's the promise. That's the hope. That's the joy of being a believer in Jesus. Stand with me, please.